0: I'm your host, Sarita, along with my co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman. Welcome to a Burning Love Moment podcast. We will discuss topics associated with drug abuse and addiction, as well as assist individuals struggling with everyday life issues. This podcast is about helping you move from a place of shame and embarrassment to one of power and boldness through a relationship with God. Get ready to be equipped and empowered to take back control over your destiny. Welcome to a Burning Love moments. Everyone, thank you for joining us for a part two of a burning love moment with our special guest, uh, Pastor Yvonne Reed. Well, my co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman and I, we are truly, truly blessed to have Pastor Reed on with us. We are going to continue with her story. You know, she's an incredible individual who has revealed some of her life's journey with us. We know that she was a professional booster. Then she became involved with selling drugs and selling drugs actually led her to using drugs. And she was well-known as a gangster in both Canada and Jamaica. But at this time, as we always do, we wanna give you the opportunity to call and text or video chat someone, FaceTime them, whatever you have to do um, you feel that you need to do to let someone know about a burning love moment podcast on life101radio.net and
1: tdn internet television
0: and like we said hey if
1: you missed part one of this amazing story with our special guest you certainly want to go and listen and recap that amazing story well hold on because the The other part is even fantastic and amazing. You certainly don't want to miss that either. So in saying all that, fasten your seatbelts. Hey, we're going for even a deeper ride and it's going to be amazing. Now, Serena, before we go any further, let's definitely take care of Kingdom Business. That is our disclaimer. All right. Uh, Pastor Serena and I are not uh, psychologists or psychiatrists. We are licensed minister on the mandate of God Almighty to bless his people. The opinion of our guests are not necessarily the opinion of our networks. However, we are grateful for this opportunity to be before you all. So let's go into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you and we honor you for this amazing part two of our amazing guests, our blessed guests, Norton and thrust into your divine plan, purpose, and destiny for her life. And we we are grateful that we're part of that journey, hearing her story in amazement of what you have done in her life. And certainly, we would love to hear the testimony of the many souls that would be impacted by her story as you transform lives, as you bring wholeness and deliverance and restoration to those that have gone through life uh, challenges. Lord God, we thank you that you are God of deliverance, restoration, and Lord God of healing doing miracles after miracles, Lord God. And we thank you for this amazing platform, Lord God, that you're given unto us, Life 101 Radio Network and TDN Internet Television. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for Pastor Sarita. Thank you for all those that are connected with a Burning Love Moment to bring such great success as we continue to do your work as you have called and ordained and orchestrated us to bless your people. This we pray and glorify you in the this name of Jesus Christ, I sure how much we pray, hallelujah. Well, guests, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, mean, I know you're excited, I'm excited as well. We are, we are so ready to hear the remaining of the story. So as Pastor Serena said, you got a short minute to, to invite someone, hold on because we will be right back with a burning low mo- moment with our special guests.
0: Do you like my smile? Thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group in Dorchester, Massachusetts, I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff who are dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service and advanced procedures, all in a state of the art facility. Check out Beacon Dental Group at 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world.
2: Do you know what it feels like to lose everything, feeling a life of hopelessness? Are you determined and ready to rebuild your life but do not know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman is a life recovery coach and counselor and minister with successful years of experience helping others activate the power of God within them. With her enlightenment and guidance, you will be able to overcome the grip of addiction like never before and begin to reshape your mind and transform your life. For your one-on-one consultation, please visit her website, drsiviashipman.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, This ministry will be able to reach many who are now suffering. Please become a partner with us, changing and shaping lives one mind at a time. This is your jubilee into your new destiny. Visit her today.
0: Well, welcome back to a Burning Love Moment podcast on life101radio.net and TDN, internet television. Well, hopefully you um, have already reached out to someone who maybe have been involved with gangs, may still be involved with gangs, drugs, or even boosting, uh, because this episode of a Burning Love Moment is definitely for them. Well, as we stated before we went on break, if you missed part one of Pastor Yvonne Reed's journey, please visit life101radio.net to listen to part one. Now we are going to just continue on with our uh, amazing guest, Pastor Yvonne, and she is going to pick up where she left off from. We know that she was married. She was smoking um, drugs. She was selling drugs. She was smoking her drugs, her, her husband at that time. Ended up stabbing her in the back of the head because he found out that she was using drugs as well. And Pastor Yvonne, thank you again for coming on for part two. And
3: please pick up from where you left off with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, where did I leave off? I leave off now. So I got the stab. Um, so uh, you know, I've been through a lot of ups and downs with selling crack cocaine, being addicted to crack cocaine overdosing a few times on the drugs, going into jail, coming out of jail and, you know, just all that comes with drug addiction. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, I was so, I was so addicted to crack cocaine. that I remember when the new year was coming in me and my girlfriend, we, we would sit around the table, set the table nicely with our pipes and decide that as soon as the new year comes in, we're going to ring in with smoking the biggest piece of cocaine. And just getting uh, knocked out and getting paranoid. And I remember that night after we, uh, we did that, I remember another friend came to the house and I was so paranoid that night, so high and crack that I had a knife in my room. And I remember looking outside and seeing my friend, like just looking around the corner, seeing the shadow of my friend. And I was moving towards her with the knife and she was looking too and seeing the shadow with me with the knife coming towards it because I thought my friend was out to kill me. I thought she was out to get me and I was going to kill her that night. And mm. oh, she's seeing me coming, my shadow came, coming with the knife, and she ran through the door. And, you know, we talk about it now and we laugh about it. But that night, she could have been dead, you know. So I've right. been through a lot of things um, that cracker came. It was, it was one of the most deadliest most wickedest drugs. I mean, there's a lot of drugs out there now killing people, but I mean from my experience, crack cocaine was the worst thing. Um what happened? You after know what that? if I could just
0: interject a little bit, it's it's such a highly addictive drug. Mm-hmm. And when I give my talks, one of the things I always tell people that is not a drug you want to experiment with. You know how some people say, oh okay I'll just try a little marijuana. Well you don't ever want to just try a little crack cocaine. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you
1: finish, I'll, but not a I want to piggyback on that, Pastor Uh Serena, because I was just about to ask Pastor Yvonne, you know, when you were selling and you knew the impact of crack cocaine, and then when the, the Jewish uh, friend came to introduce that to you, you didn't think twice to start, even though you knew that part of addiction, you just felt like, okay, I'm gonna try. I never thought that you would get get you know addicted to it none of that cross your
3: mind because i was just thinking about the money Mm -hmm. i was so i was so caught up with the money that i was making that Mm -hmm. i didn't think about i thought i was too strong to get hooked on crack i thought no way you know what i mean i watch people I, I, i sit around crack tables you know we're selling drugs around crack tables and i see people on crack who's pregnant the baby's coming out the water bag is burst the water is spitting all over the floor and she's still holding on to the pipe there. So I've seen it all. You know, I've, yes. I've, I've heard stories. I've been in crack house and I go back and go like, where's that guy that used to be here? And I hear a story of him just jumping, running through the, jumping to the wind, the balcony and, and running away and nobody see him again. So, you know, there's so many things, people dying and overdosing. And I came close to that many times, but God, but God, <laughs> and I, 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 I see God in my crack life I see God in my boosting life. I yeah. see God in all of these things. Not that God was, uh, um, he wasn't causing me to do it, but I still see God was watching over me all mm-hmm. along. There was times mm-hmm. when I could have been locked up in jail. A lot of times they could have put me away because at times when I was boosting, I became very aggressive. You know what I mean? Like when securities would hold on to me because I wanted to make my money and they would hold on to me. I am deciding that they're not going to put me in jail tonight. And I would take the buzzer, the cutter that I used to, cut off the the, the the buzzers and cut off the stuff. I would use it and I would stop securities. I would, I would stop them and they would chase me down and try to come and hold on to my car and take up my garbage bag of stuff. And I would slam my doors on their finger. And I, I was, I was very, you know, aggressive and violent those times because I, my money was what was important to me, for me to make my money. And, you know, so mm-hmm. you know, this lifestyle, I thank God that I'm out of it. And I'm, you know, I, I don't want to criticize or judge anybody. But I Just yeah. want everybody to know that if I can get over it, if I if God can deliver me from crack cocaine and set me free, there ain't nobody out there that God cannot set free because my addiction was vicious. Because yeah. there's times that I thought everybody was after me, and I was thinking I'm gonna have to kill some people. Because and I thank God that I didn't kill anybody, but you know, <laughs> I remember one night mm-hmm. I said to God, I said, God, I need you to help me because I grew up mm-hmm. in church, you know, I, I said, God, I can't do this anymore. My paranoia was. It was like getting to my head and everything. And I said, God, I need to help me. And I remember, you know, every time I smoked, I used to jump underneath my sheet and hide. Because I felt like there was ghosts and stuff trying to grab me and get me. And I used mm-hmm. to go underneath my sheet. And I remember one night I had my TV on and um, I heard Pat Robinson. Yeah, Pat Robinson, a, mm-hmm. tea, a tele-evangelist was on. And he was talking about drugs. And he was saying that, you know, just stretch out your hand. Just Just stretch out your hands and and I'm going to pray with you right now that God will deliver you from these drugs that you're on. And I was peeping from underneath the sheet because I needed God at that time. And at that time, the, the drugs was just wearing off, you know, because the thing is with crack cocaine, it was that you always wanted to try to get back to that first hit and you can never get back to that first hit. And so when you smoke it it, it, it usually wears off. So I'm underneath the sheet and I peep out from underneath the sheet. And I see the man on there stretching out his hands and asking him, and I stretch out my hands that night. I said, God, I'm begging you, please just deliver me from this. God, I need you to help me from this. You know what I mean? And and from that right. day, you know, I remember, um, you know, I was, I remember now smoking, uh, um, after I prayed those kind of prayers. And I remember smoking with my husband, uh, one night we were in the room and I had my daughter and she was in the, her crib sleep or on my bed sleeping. And I remember, you know, I was up and down all over the house, just keep going through the door back and forth going through. Sometimes I would fold up my sheets and wrap them up in a nice ribbon and go and sell them and do all kinds of things to make, to the, to have these drugs. And I remember, you know, one night, that night I came home. And when I came home that night, this is after I was praying on asking God to help me. When I came home after getting some drugs and come home, I might, I heard my daughter in the room, Um, you know, crying and my husband was saying stop now stop smoking just finish now just finish now you know the baby's crying and we need to take care of our baby just stop now and i i wouldn't stop i i just couldn't stop you know the craving that was in me so i remember going into the room and i see my like, you know my daughter was on one side of the bed but i see like something her over the other side of the bed and i didn't smoke anything yet and, and my window was wide open and it was just and i i got this kid this fear came over me and he said listen done he said, no more smoking, stop. You know what I mean? And I had it in my hands and I said, okay, we're going to stop. But I was holding on to it. And I remember lying down in the bed and I, and I lying beside my dad and my dad, and fell asleep. And I said to him, you know, can we just have like, just cause I, I couldn't help it. I said, can I, can mm-hmm. we just have one more hit? And he got upset and he ran into the kitchen and he grabbed, I, I ran, I got up, I jumped off of the bed and I ran into the bathroom. I remember. And he came towards the bathroom with a hammer and he was beating down before he came with the hammer he ran to me and he grabbed me by my head and he started to beat my head up against the wall beat up my head against the wall and he said i'm gonna kill you tonight i'm gonna kill you and i said please please don't kill me and he had my head beating my head against the bathroom wall um in the bathroom top the wall is concrete. Is, is concrete so it's beating me and then he left me there and he ran into the to the kitchen and he grabbed a, a hammer he, he was looking for a hammer in the kitchen. I knew he was looking for something in the kitchen. So I grabbed, I ran out the bathroom and the, you know I was bleeding, but I, I ran out of the bathroom. I grabbed my daughter off of the bed. I grabbed my son and I grabbed him and I ran through the door and I started to run down the stairs. And I heard him coming, and I ran and I ran down the stairs. And when I reached at the bottom of the stairs, I ran into the bush with my son. And I said to my son, "Please don't don't say anything, because your dad is gonna kill mommy. So please don't say anything." And my daddy was in my arm, and my daddy wasn't saying anything. But when I looked out of, of um through the bushes, I saw him out there with a hammer in his hands, looking for me. And I was I was in the bush, and he looked around and he looked around, and then he ran upstairs. And I ran I ran into a cab. I remember a taxi came up, and somebody came out of the cab and I ran into the cab and I said to the cab and he goes, give him my, cab. I said, please, sir, I'm, my, me and my children, we're in danger. I promise you, I'll pay you as soon as I reach my mom. I reach, I mm-hmm. reached my mom and and, and I, I was there, my mom and my children. And I decided that this is it. I'm going to go back to the church. So we started to go back to the church. You know, after a whole bunch of things happened, we started to go back to the church with my kids. My husband came back around. We started to go to church and we were living a good life. And you know, I got baptized. And, you know, I started to get involved with the church and, you know, um, um, you know, we, I started, I created a community group with the little kids. I used to go down to the, to the, to the building and they gave me the basement uh, rec room and I used to have the kids club down there and i used to go down and i used to you know teach the kids about god everybody kids in the community you just pack up down there with me down there and i'm just teaching them about god and it was awesome it was an after school program with my children and my life was changing i never remember about cocaine i never remember about anything because my life was just changing and while i was in church my husband started to cheat on me and he. Mm had a girlfriend we were living on the sixth floor he had a girlfriend on the on the ninth floor and this is a young girl I always see me and say hi to me and her parents always say hi to me so you know when I found out that he was together with her I went to the parents and I, I went down to the parents and I said your daughter is with my my husband I'm, I'm gonna beat her and I'm gonna beat all of you guys up in here and I'm gonna do some crazy things up here if you don't tell your daughter to leave my husband and it was just an ongoing thing and I remember that Can you um, wait
0: wait hold on. let me just Follow you for a moment so you went to the church you you stopped using drugs for a moment you go back to church you're involved with the church now your husband's involved with you too
3: at the church my husband because we went back but that, that's another part of the story but yeah. we went back we got back together okay. you know after, yeah. after what happened you know we got and back then you, together. Find out, then you find out
0: he's cheating
3: I found out he's cheating. I find out that I'm pregnant and a whole lot of stuff I found out. Okay. Um, but I decided that, you know, I I I couldn't take it anymore. The abuse that we were going through and all of that and, you know, things bringing women into my bed, into my house when I'm not there with my children. And, and you know, I remember one day this was where it all ended now and I, the crack ended and all of that was, this was it for me and, and everything. Now, that was a day that, you know, there was a blackout in my building. I came home. Um, with my children, I was calling him. I couldn't get him. I decided, okay, I'm just going to go over there then, you know, because he, he had the keys. But I figured maybe he's there and he's not hearing me. When I went to the building, the landlord said that there was a blackout. I realized that everybody was outside. And I decided that they were taking people up on the, through the stairs with a flashlight. So I said, okay, can you take me and my children up? So they were taking me and my children up in the staircase with the flashlight. So while the man was holding the flashlight and we were going up, then when I look, I see my husband coming down with a girl. And when he saw me, he pushed me aside and ran past me and my kids and ran down the stairs with the girl. And I ran, left the children and ran down, running, going after them. I ran down into the garage and he drove off in my car and I thought this was it. And I was, you know, and he came home, he came on the evening, pretend like nothing happened, started to fight me. So my neighbor came, he he beat me up and break up my stuff and he left the house and my neighbor came and she said, are you going to live like this for the rest of your life, Yvonne? Is this what you? really want your children to be seen. And, you know, she said, you know, you need to call the police on this man. So I called the police and the police came and I gave them, I found out where he was, the police went and got him. Police came to my building. I had to go downstairs to, to, to make sure it was in, to identify if that was my husband in the car. And I was going down the stairs and I'm thinking, okay, we can change. I'm thinking, no, 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 I can't. If the police takes him now, they're going to deport him back to Jamaica because he wasn't landed in Canada. And I I couldn't let him go. What am I going to do? And I was thinking about everything that the lady was saying to me. And I was just thinking about my life, my children, and going down the stairs. And as soon as I reached down there, the police said, is this the man? And I saw him in the back saying, you know, and the police said, is this the man? And I looked at the police and I said, that's the man. And they drove off with him. And I decided I'm going to go into a shelter with my kids because it was it was a lot. So I packed up everything. I went into I went to a shelter and I asked them. You know, um, I knocked at the shelter door with my five children, and they said, "You know," I said, "I'm running from my husband. I need you guys to help me." So I was in the shelter for a couple couple months, and after that, I started to party. That's when I got that name, Ivan Gangster.
0: OK, well, well, tell us about Yvonne Gangster, because we want to hear about her and we want to also hear how the transformation happened. So take us there. You're, you're Yvonne Gangster now. You, your husband, you find out your husband's having an affair. You're hurt to the core. You leave the church. You go back out into the streets. Now you're known as Yvonne Gangster. Tell us about that and tell us about what happened to transform your life.
3: So when I left the church, I left everything. I was, I studied Bible college that they prophesied that I should be in Bible college. So I started to go to Ontario Bible college. But when I walked away from the church, I walked away from everything. Um, I, I stayed away from the spiritual mothers that was around me, that was encouraging me. Now I'm in the shelter. There was some that was still trying to reach out to me. You know, there was one, she's, she, she's, she's not, she's dead now. And, you know, but she... She was the one woman in the church that was always praying for me. And there was a couple of others that was never giving up on me, even though I wouldn't take their cars and all of that. I was in the shelter. When I came out of the shelter, I started to party. I started to walk with my friends. You know, just a different life for me now. Um, God allowed me to get a place, uh, four bedroom, very comfortable, quiet neighborhood. Been, uh, I thought they were going to put me in a slumber, but I was in a quiet neighborhood with my children. And um, so... I started to party, and I remember one night this, the guy said to me, "He, I, they, they were on the, the DJ was on the mic, and he was just sending shout out to everybody." And I went over there and I said to him, "You need to shout out me and my crew." And he goes, "So what's your crew name, though, Yvonne? I go, "My crew name is Gangster Crew." That was the name that came up. So eventually, yeah. I became the Ivan Gangster. It was no crew anymore. I was just mm-hmm. carrying the name Gangster. You know, it was just a, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't a name because I was a bad girl. You know what I mean? It was a party name, but the name, the more they call me that name, it was the more that I was becoming a gangster. It was the more that I was attracting, you know, guns and guns and all of that. You know, I was attracting those things to my life. Started to go back and forth to Jamaica, started to keep big parties, And big dances and, you know, just every time I move out, I'd move out with a whole bunch of guys behind me. And they were all shutters. They were all killers. And at one point I had a picture on my wall with all of them. I had a picture with all these guys, you know, that, you know, I always take pictures with them. And I realized when I looked at it, there was like only one person left on it. They were all just dying. So, you know, I relocated to another place in Jamaica where I found my father, in that same year, I found who my real father was and I went down and I started to hang out in that area and I met a Don. And before I met the Don, I started to, I created a business. I had a restaurant, I had a couple of clothing stores and these clothes, I supplied them from my boosting. So boosting Canada, I would pack a lot of barrels, you know, sending down like 30 barrels a month, you know, and using these barrels to stock up my store. So my stores were always well stocked. You know what I mean? And was always paying for itself. But in these kind of things, you're going to have somebody who to protect you or somebody to be around you. So, you know, my boyfriend down there at the time introduced me to a Don. And Mm -hmm. I love my Don. My Don watched protect me. And the very fact that I knew that I had a Don, it made my gangster became a gangster. I I started to act like a gangster. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys are so quiet. No, I'm, I,
0: we're, we're just taking all this in because now you are gangster, Yvonne, and yeah. you're living this, this big, fast party life and you have a Don. I have a Don. What happened with this Don after you, cause you proclaimed this Don to be your God, correct?
3: Yeah. That was the thing now. I uh, So this Don, like, oh man, like I, I loved him. And I mean, like the only thing left for me to do with this Don was to just to sleep with him, but I didn't because I felt mm-hmm. like this Don, like he could get anybody he wanted. And I felt like, you know, if I went in and have a sexual relationship with him, you know, um, that it wouldn't be the same as how it is with me anymore, you know, at right. that time. So I decided right. that, you know, that's not going to happen. But I remember one night, you know, um, we, I, I, first of all, I'll tell you one thing that my, my Don protects me and he watched, you know, I'll tell him things that's happening to me. And he said, OK, listen, I remember one time the police locked me up in Jamaica. And I remember calling him and telling him I'm in jail. And he said to me, OK, don't worry. And I remember as soon as I hang up the phone, I remember them coming and telling me that you can go. You know what I mean? So I, I, that's how powerful he was. Nice. You know what I mean? And so I remember now one night there was a big dance. It was a big dance. And it was like, you know, I mean, everybody coming from England, coming from the States, coming from all over to go to this dance. And so, you know, that dance that night, I, you know, I went to the dance and we, you know, the DJs are on the mic and they're talking on the mic and they're, you know, shouting out to the don and shouting out to everybody. And I was drinking and we were partying and I decided I'm going to take the mic and I'm going to let everybody know who my dad is and what my dad means to me. You understand? So I went up and I took the mic and I said, listen, this is my dad is this man and this man is my God. Hmm. And the minute I said that this man is my God, I, I, I didn't feel drunk anymore. Something mm-hmm. strange happened to me when I said that, right? Yeah. And then I heard, I, I, I could just hear in my spirit, there's only one God. There's no yeah. other God but me. That's and I right. started hearing, you know, the scripture says, hear ye, O hear ye, O Israel. The <laughs> Lord God is one God. These things start ringing in my ear. So I turn around to my friend. And Even I'm talking to you right now, I feel a goosebumps going upon me. And I turn around to my boyfriend. And I said, let's go. He goes, what? I said, come on, let's go. Let's go. I got to go. He goes, "Youngster, What do you mean go? It's the party just started. Don't you see all of, the, all of the big artists? Them are all here. Bounty Killer, everybody. Elephant Man. Who are the big artists? that is here. And you want to go? I said, I got to go. Something is wrong. So I, I went home that night. And I'm telling you, like... I don't know where the tears were just coming down my eyes. And you know, I went to sleep. You know, I I thought i will sleep this off. I'm gonna sleep this off. But I was asking myself, what are you doing? How far are you gonna take this to now? You understand? We're calling a man God. So I went to my bed. So in the morning, I heard like a noise on my grill. I heard a noise on my grill. Like at the house, there's a grill to protect you and your house, right? Mm -hmm. So a gun was drawn on my grill. So I, I, I came around and I kind of look out like, you know, because you got to be careful. You don't know. So I got to look out right. to see. You there. And I saw my dad. So I said, okay, my dad. So I ran to the grill and I go, what's up? You know, I called him daddy and I said, what's up daddy? And he said, he hold the gun in my face. And he said to me, you know, I, 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 just, I just feel like just shooting you in your face. Just mm-hmm. emptying my click in your face. So my world. I mean, if you wanted to kill me right there, you he could have killed me because I didn't move from the grill. I couldn't move from the grill. And let me ask it's like, this question: Why, why did he do that? Because you announced it to everyone that he was your don? No, he, he would no. He loved that. You know, one there's uh, there's guys that I have around me, and uh, you know, there's some guys okay. that I and my don asked me to do something and I didn't do it, and so the okay. guy went and reported to him. Okay. You know what was going on and. So he was angry about that. And so oh. when he came there, you know, uh, he said, um, you know, he, I, my world was falling, like everything was just falling apart. Everything was just okay. falling apart in front of me right there. So, you know, I when he walked away from the grill, I thank God that he didn't shoot me because he could have killed me. But he walked away from the grill. But okay. at that moment and time, I, I prefer you. At that moment, it, w- it would be better for him to kill me because now I don't know. My life is just everything because he was like my everything. Like I talk about him like, you know, he was like my father, first of all, because I didn't have a father in my life and, you know, everything. So now when he's walking away, you know, I, I, my heart was broken. And then I heard Jabez's song singing, Jabez was singing a song, Jabez the gospel singer, he was singing a song because I usually play gospel song in the morning. But then I bought a I bought a ticket. I called and I bought a ticket and I went back home the next day. The next day I went back home. And I came back to Canada.
4: Canada.
3: Yeah, I went back to Canada. Okay. I got my ticket. They said, you know, you gotta, you gotta up the ticket, you gotta upgrade it, whatever if you're gonna, you know, this right. is like notice I bought my ticket. I went back to Canada. I was I, I didn't want to go back to Jamaica. I didn't want to go back around there. I was so you know, I, I went back, came back to Canada. Now I came back to Canada. One of the ladies, the two ladies that work in my store, they were both Christians, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I kept getting one call from one of them. She kept calling me, kept calling me. And I'm thinking like, why is this woman just calling me down, calling me down, calling me down about God? Like, I know about God. You know what right. I mean? I pay my tithes. As as bad as the things that I was doing, the stolen boats, the dirty money, the drugs money, I still pay my tithes. Because yes. I have to use that to keep God. I, I thought that if I kept God, just keep God right there by paying my ties, okay. You know what I mean? So I kept paying my ties, and she kept calling me. So I, I finally, I answered the phone. She said, listen, I got a vision about you. I said, okay, there we go now. She said, I got a vision. And the vision is I saw your shoes underneath a tree. And uh, so my shoes underneath the tree, what was that? I'm just telling you not to go anywhere, stay home. So I thought this woman can't stop me. I said, only God can stop me from going where I'm going tonight because this is my July the 4th that week was July the 4th I was mm-hmm. going to the party for July the 4th which was my birthday so mm-hmm. I got you know I got my clothes on I, I, I got I got the most expensive stuff because this is a long time that I have not been into in, in, in any dance in Canada I've been right. away from the dances for a while so I'm gonna go into this dance and I have to look good you know what I mean right. Oh, I got, I, I, I'm, I'm dressed. My friends are calling me. Everybody's calling me. I have a bottle of um, champagne beside me. I'm, I'm drinking some more because, you know, I just want to feel good. It's my party. It's my, it's right. not my party, but it's my birthday. So I'm going to the party now. So everybody's calling me. We're already here. Where are you? So I'm saying I'm on my way. So I'm on my way to the party. I reached the party. I'm in the lineup now, you know, cause I see a lineup there and I, and I set up in the lineup, you know, and I usually don't know I stand in the lineup. I usually go up to the front and let them know it's gangster. Let me in and I'm in. But I'm standing right. in the lineup. My shoes here broke. So now, you know, traditionally speaking, culturally speaking, your shoes here break. You're supposed to go back home. Okay. You're not supposed to be going into that party. So my shoes here broke. But instead, you know, because the the, the 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 nail came out of the shoes, I'm I'm standing in the line trying to knock my shoes here back together so that I can go into this party. So I have into the party. Now I'm in the party and we're drinking MSC and great Goose and we are getting, you know, we, we just started yeah. to get, you know, um, get hype and get high. The video man's coming around us and we're talking up in the video and I'm telling the video man, yeah, I'm just back from Jamaica man and, you know, tea that here we come and, you know, we're just going up, and the video and, the, and the, camp, the, the, the DJ and the mic, he's just saying, you know, big up gangster, gangster's back from Jamaica. The gangster and all of us is here and, you know, Michelle bless, and, and they're just bigging up all of us. But
4: mm-hmm.
3: so now, then I said, okay, you know what? Since they're bigging me up like that, I better just go on the mic and just talk and give them a little shout out. And, you know, because that was my thing. So I, right. I ran to the stage, I run up onto the stage, and I told the DJ, give me the mic. Let me just big up everybody, man. So the DJ gave me the mic. So the minute the DJ gave me the mic, the promoter for that dance, the promoter that was keeping that dance he ran up on the stage. So I started running up on the stage. You know what I'm saying? You know, I started to big him up too because I don't have anything with anybody really. You know, a lot of right. people like it, But, you know, so I'm saying, you know, hey, shout out to you and your pride in the man goes, get off my mic. I want you off of my mic. I don't want you teething girls. You, you gone. you know, you started to curse me and then call me all kind of names. I don't want you, I'm, I want you off of my mic. So like, I'm looking around and I'm looking at Hundreds of people looking up, up at yeah, me, wondering what am I going to do next. So I, I I grabbed him in his shirt, and then he grabbed me my hair, and we started to fight up there. It wasn't a big fight. We were just rustling up there. Right. And then out of nowhere, I see these guys. I, I I can't tell you exactly if it was five guys, four guys, three guys, but I see these guys running towards the stage. In my mind, I was saying, you know what? I hope they are just coming to break this up because this doesn't look good. Right. My God, I thank God that I'm alive right now. <laughs> so these guys run to the stage and they run up off the stage and they kick me off of the stage. So I fly off of the stage and I fly on my back. So when I fly on my back, I just felt all of these kicking. I felt there's everywhere I me. I just felt punches kicking. So they're kicking. beating you up. They were beating, they were stepping in my face. Oh my they were God. kicking me everywhere. And I, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was saying, God, please, please, God. Cause one thing, my thing was always, I don't want to die in the dance hall. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die in my sin. I don't want to die in people's store doing anything, stealing their stuff. I mm-hmm. always tell myself that because I grew up learning about God. And right. when I was lying on the floor that night and these guys were beating, beating me so bad, like I could feel the pain. And I was saying, God, I'm begging you, please, God, just give me one more chance. Please, God, don't let me die in the dance hall and leave my children here. And then I started to hear gunshot. Pop, 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 pop. Gunshot all over like rain. Just pure gunshot. And everybody started to run. And people be people were running on top of me. People were running over me. And people was just running out. And there's nobody to rescue me. Nobody was there to help me. And I was going in and out of consciousness because I got so many hits to my head and all of that. And um when I woke up. I woke up in the hospital, I woke up in, um, the Jamin Finch, North Finch hospital. And, um, the doctors were saying that, you know, I was never going to walk again because my ligaments of my feet, they were broken. And so, um, I, that was my, that was, that was it, man. My world, like I, everything was just coming in. Like I just literally see everything just coming in, like everything, like, you know,
0: um, I I was going to say we have to take a break, but we want to come back right there where you woke up in the Jane and Finch hospital. Don't go anywhere. I know you're on the edge of your seats.
3: We'll be right back. Amen.
1: People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile too general checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world.
4: Welcome back, everyone.
0: I know we left you on the edge of your seats hearing Pastor Yvonne Reed's story where she was beat up in the dance hall and she was beaten so bad. She was in and out of consciousness. Pastor Yvonne, please pick up where you left off from. You're in the hospital because I know you're going to tell us something really good about what God has done in your life.
3: So I mean, I left the hospital, you know, and I went home, um, I couldn't walk. One of, my, one of my legs was full of water and it was so heavy, I couldn't even lift my legs and I was just there. I didn't see anybody, I didn't see anybody. I, I thought that I had people that love me, care for me, um, I, people that I commit crime with, my crime partners. I didn't see nobody, only my children was around and I didn't see anybody and I decided that. But I remember that same week that on the Saturday, there was a whole bunch of guys that was in my house and everybody was in there with guns and I was getting calls from Jamaica and all people were saying, all right, we got to, you know, everybody's going to, we're going to move out. We're going to get these guys. And, you know, there was a boat cruise going on that night. One of the guys that was on the side of those guys that beat me up was calling my phone and telling me to tell them that he's not a part of it, doesn't have anything to do with it because there was guys down there at the boat waiting to shoot up the boat. And all of these things, and and I I I just that night in my house, I said, God, it's over, it's done. And I said to God in my room, I said, I said, you know, my my cousin came upstairs. And my cousin said, they're calling you to come downstairs. They need to talk to you. And I said, I can't talk to them right now. I said, you know, these are all the guys that was downstairs waiting to hear me. Give them the go. And I said, yes. listen, I, I I can't. I said, I'm done. I said, I can't go. You know, and I I heard one down there. He was quarreling and he was cursing. You know, what's going on with gangster? She turned a monster now. She's, you know, and I didn't care. I said, God, I need to know what to do. And the Lord said to me in my room that night, he says, listen to me. If you obey me, I will let your enemy become your footstool. All right. And I said, okay, God. And I never went down there. And I I went to the doctor. The doctor said that we had to do surgery on her foot. And I, I said, doctor, you know, whatever it is that I need to walk because I love my heels. And I yes. want my heels. So whatever you have to do. I remember the doctor said that the surgery was going to be a very difficult surgery, and I would have to come back. I remember having a book in my hand. I was reading a book, and I remember going back. My son had to drive me, and they had to help me to go. So the you know I was walking with one foot. I was almost paralyzed, and I want I went to the doctor to to get make appointment for this. I went to a specialist, and they're gonna make appointment now for me to go for the surgery and everything like that. But the morning I had a book in my hand. And this, the book fell out of my hand and it fell on the ground. And I picked up the book. It was open and I picked it up and I looked in, I looked at the book and there was a part that was highlighted that says, thy foot is wounded, but you shall be healed. And I remember I went into the doctor's office and the doctor said, we're not going to do surgery on your foot, The specialist said, listen, we're going to have you to do therapy. And, but we're not going to do surgery. And, you know, they said, I would never walk. I'm here walking. I'm wearing my heels. Glory to God! I, to go. I remember I said, "God, where do I go from here? What so, do I do?"
0: So that beatdown in the club was actually a good thing for you. Gangster died. Gang, the- Gangster died in the club.
3: Yeah, praise that- the Lord. Gangster was So, Gangster- what are you doing now? What are you doing now, Pastor Yvonne? Well, I'm, I'm writing a book. I finished, I finished writing my book just now. About The book is called Gangster, um, The Last Sheep, The Parable of the Lost Sheep. Mm-hmm. I just finished that book. It's getting edited right now as we're speaking. Um, right now, I have a church online. Um, it's called The Love Church. And um, I'm ministering to a lot of millennials, like children, young people in the ages of 30 and 20. I'm ministering to them. Um, and, and, and that's what I'm doing right now, you know?
0: Okay. So if, um, if someone wanted to contact you, can you let them know? Because this, your, your story is absolutely amazing. You were boosting, you were a part of gangs, you were selling drugs, you were using drugs, but God stepped in and turned things around for you. Do you have any What advice would you give to someone out there listening who's going through the same thing that you went through?
3: I want to say to somebody out there listening right now that, you know, we do these things, especially the boosting and stuff, selling drugs, because that's our survival. That's what we know. We don't know anything better. But Mm -hmm. I want to propose to you that Jesus Christ is your survival glory yeah. to God yeah. Jesus Christ is your way maker the Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ he leave the nine to nine and go chasing after that one. I want you to know that you are that one. I want you to know that the same Jesus Christ, mighty God, hallelujah, Jesus, who came after me when I thought that nobody loved me, when I thought that nobody cared for me, when I thought that there's nobody that was dear for me, he was there for me. He is your survivor. And I want you to know that there's no place in life that you can go that Jesus Christ will not come and pick you up and dust you off and turn your life around and transform your life and make you into a new person. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. He wants to turn your mess into a message. This is the Christ that we serve. He wants the world. My God, the enemy wants to put shame on on us. He wants to disgrace us. But God wants to show us off. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's what God is doing to me right now. He's using my testimony. He's Mm -hmm. using my mess to be a message to turn the lives of people around, to know that you can put down the crack pipe and pick up up your Bible. Hallelujah. You can come out of the dance hall and find yourself into the (laughs) church hall. That is the God (laughs) of (laughs) Jesus.
1: Well, like like we said, you will be sitting on your edge edge (laughs) of your seat. What a remarkable story and a journey that you took us on with. What, What has God has taken your mess and turned it into treasure uh, for his glory and for his pleasure. What a a blessing you are to the kingdom of God. And listeners, I know, Pastor Yvonne, let let us first thank you for sharing your story with us on Mm -hmm. A Burning Love Moment. It's been a blessing. And I know our listeners and our guests and all of their guests that they invited to be part of A Burning Love Moment have been blessed tremendously with your remarkable story. Amen. Thank you. We can't wait to hear about your amazing book that Amen. is coming out soon. So yes, if you know, you know what Pastor Sarita and I are all about. If Amen. you or your loved one is in need of help or any such like thing, reach out to someone on as a support group. It's as right. Pastor uh, Yvonne had a support group. Now, whether she leaned on it or not, she had it. We yeah. all have a support group. We are, Pastor Serena and I are encouraging you to mm-hmm. connect in your community, get that support that you need. Also in Burning Love Outreach and, and I, uh, we are here as well to assist you in anything that we can help you in your transition in your life journey with God Almighty. Um, for As for ju- Jubilee Community Developments, Sylvia Shipman, Dr. Shipman, you can find us for any recovery support need life concerns, don't know where to start, and need that extra support, please visit our website at DrSylviaShipman.com. You also can contact me at 877-360-1177. And of course, you can like Dr. Sylvia Shipman on Instagram and Facebook and Of course, subscribe at LinkedIn and also connect with us on the Clubhouse. And certainly, if you want to be a partner with us and give a a donation, we certainly welcome that as well. We we will love your help to stop and support those that are transitioning from drug addiction addiction and crisis as such, changing life with quality care and commitment. Please go to our website at drsylviashipman.com and select Donate. Thank you. Yes. And, um, pastor Yvonne,
0: let the listeners know where you go, because you have a ministry. You reach out to the same people that are in the places where you are. I want you to briefly tell people mm-hmm. what you do in your ministry.
3: So I go back to the dance hall and, um, I go back and I, when I get a chance to, cause I have access to it. So I go back and I minister, you know, I pray with them. Um, I, 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 i I don't go and drink with them because you know the Bible says that Christ came for the sinners, That's and the Bible right. says Jesus many times going amongst the the sinners and you know and the Bible says that we are to go. The Bible never said that they are going to come to us. He said, you gotta go out into the highways and into the byways and compel them So I mm-hmm. go back into the clubs and I you know um minister to to people, yeah. Okay. Lord. And
0: and, and we, we can see how God has used your journey to help other people who may be going through the same exact thing that you are going through. So we thank you so much. It, is, it has been a pleasure to have you on a Burning Love moment. We thank God for you, Pastor Yvonne. We ask of God for a blessing over not only you, but your ministry as well. Amen. And souls that you are out there. You are out there fishing. You are fishermen of souls for the kingdom Amen. of God. And we thank God for that. And that is the same thing that Burning Love Outreach does for whenever. You, you know, if you're looking for someone to come for speaking engagements where I share how I overcame years of addiction to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for my arrest, please visit my website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page, submit a prayer request, give a testimony, or you can give a praise report. So we would like to continue to reach the marginalized community, please partner with us by giving either a one-time donation, or you can become one of our monthly donors. You can like us on Burning Love. Um, You can find us, I'm so sorry about that. You can find Burning Love Outreach on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube and LinkedIn. Again, we thank our special guest, Pastor Yvonne Reed, and um, she has been such a blessing to us. And our listeners, we thank you as well. For watching and for listening, and remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up.
4: You wake up in the morning, you're not feeling right. The will is gone, can't put up a fight. Take a tiny love moment, a tiny love moment. You're suffering from addiction and pain, don't know. With Jesus, shine your light. We wanna see the world on fire for Jesus.